GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome everyone to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ. And joining me, we have the beautiful and talented Sphinx. What up, LPJ? We have the Beautiful and talented Hovercraft Joe. What's up, LPJ? And uh, a special guest today, also beautiful and talented, Jody. Hey, Nassar, I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I thought I'd start off by saying something nice to everybody. That's uh, surprising. Just to kind of lift the mood a little bit. Do you know what I want to start off talking about today? Patreon. That's what I want to start talking about today. GameZilla Media has a Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. If you love our show, which I know you do because, well, you're listening to us right now, and you're like, these boys could use a little support, could use a little help. Well, fear not. There are two options each month that can help you, that can help us out. We have a $1 a month tier. And if you sign up for that, not only is it a nice little thank you, but you get a exclusive show called State of the Zilla, where all the different members of the GameZilla media team um, will randomly get together and talk about all sorts of random topics. Uh, we've gone literally all over the board, from music to movie franchises to toys, different kinds of video games, anime, all sorts of nerdy stuff that you would love. So that's at the $1 tier. But then we have... The $5 tier, which will give you access to a special once-a-month show that each of our shows in the network do. And the network, we've got five different podcasts that we provide for you, which means you're going to get five extra episodes every month that each one of these shows provides. Here on Last Action Podcast, we have what we call the post-credit scene, where we don't target a particular movie. But we still like to focus on movies themselves. So some more recent releases that we've had. We, we had a discussion about a list that I found online about the top action movies so far in the 21st century. Uh, when Sean Connery passed away back at the end of 2020, we had an episode dedicated towards him and his career. Uh, we've talked about uh, horror action movies. We've ranked the Star Wars movies in the past. We've talked about The Rock's career, which will fit into our conversation today. Um, lots of really cool stuff we've talked about. And you can access all of those previous episodes as well. $5, patreon.com slash Media. We'd love the support. Thank you, Sphinx. Uh, this week, um, I, I think I want to give... Jody, a thank you for bringing this movie to us. I'm not sure yet. Maybe by the end of the episode, I'll know. Um, well, we should say we're still in the year of the sequel. We are in the year of the sequel. And this month, this week, I'm sorry, we've got uh, the, the Mummy Returns. Oh, I thought it was the year of the Scorpion. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, we, and, we, and because 
Jody was the guest uh, when we covered The Mummy. We obviously brought him back uh, for the year of the sequel for The Mummy Returns. So I don't know if we can put all the blame squarely on Jody's shoulders. This wouldn't have been my first sequel to choose. (laughs) I love sequels. The first movie I chose to do with you guys was a sequel. That's true. Young Guns 2. True. And LBJ has consistently shot you down to do the Transformers sequel. Nope. Uh, The Transformers sequel. Wonderful. My <laughs> sequel. Wonderful. Every se- 22 Jump Street. Love it. Sequel. I love sequels. I love third movies as well. <laughs> yeah. I just want to put that out in front because I, 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 I don't want Jody to get the blame for this because we were like, hey, it's the year of the sequel. Let's do this because, you know, so let's get that out of the way. Um, Somebody has to get the blame for this. <laughs> Fine. The rock. So if, if Ooh, we're not going to give it, we're not going to give it to Jody. Hovercraft Joe, it was your idea to do the year of the sequel. I, you know what, guys? I will take the blame on this one because I even think I was like, "Hey, Jody, we should do the Mummy Return." So you know what? This one is on me. Um, but let's let's talk about like kind of get into uh, our, our first kind of feelings or memories of the movie. I definitely remember seeing this movie in the theaters. Um, I don't have a specific memory of it, but I know, uh, you know, when you listen to our episode on the first one, I, I enjoy the first one a lot. So I think I was excited. You know, this is only a couple of years after. I mean, the first one's 99 and this one's 2001. So uh, I remember seeing it, uh, enjoying it in the theaters. I, I definitely, I don't own it, but I'd seen it a number of times. I feel like it was on TV a lot. I, I will say uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. And I think my memories of it were maybe a little fonder than they deserve to be. So I'll just leave it at that for now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can go next because I don't have a lot uh, of history of this movie. Like Hovercraft Joe said, I feel like the first two Mummy movies were always on TV. And I think there just came a point where I couldn't tell the difference between the two for a long time. Um, because I also enjoyed the first movie. I was not on that episode. I was out for that episode. Um, but I liked the first Mummy movie. Um, I, I think this was the first time I've seen this movie beginning to end, and I think it'll be the last time I see this movie beginning to end. So. <laughs> uh, That's all I got. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember seeing this movie in the theater. We went I, I, probably opening night. You know, it was <clears throat> May of 2001, so we were all home from college. We didn't really do much else then. Um, so I, we probably went and saw this opening night. Um, I know we saw it in the theaters and Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen it since. (laughs) So yay. Yeah. I was probably with you guys to see it. I'm sure I must've liked it when I saw it because I bought it on DVD. (laughs) Can I say, I I remember when we were getting ready to do the, the first mummy movie, Jody was like, yeah, I own it. I own it. I'm pretty sure I own it. And then he went to go find it. He's like, oh, I, I actually just own the Mummy Returns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that time in our lives, it was, oh, a DVD came out. I guess I should just buy it. Yeah. No yeah it, was like, it was like, oh, I saw that movie. I probably need to own it. That's why I'm stunned that I don't own the Mummy Returns. I was really surprised when I talked to you. And I was like, did you watch it on DVD? And you're like, no. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I, I will say I did not I do not own it now because the rental the differential between the rental and the buy it price was substantial for this movie. 
see, I'm happy you brought that up as well, because in the last episode, I said if it's half, if it's double or less, I'll just buy it. And they had this on Amazon, the whole trilogy for $7.99. So I bought the trilogy. I've never oh. seen the third one. I've yeah, never seen the third one. Oh, no, maybe third. I did see the third one. I've never seen the third one. Oh, Curse of the Dragon. I haven't seen it. It's set in China, I've read. Yeah, Jet Li's the main bad guy, man. I've seen it, guys. You know, it's... Well, when we get to the year of the threequel, we'll cover it. Don't worry. Oh, we will? That's a good year. Great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the year of the trilogy or something, but... Yeah, you know what? Maybe I should have, because as soon as I said... <laughs> well, as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, you know what? I don't think I picked the right word, but I'm just going to try and get into it. Um, Go okay. home, Hovercraft Joe. You're drunk. <laughs> okay. So uh, release date on The Mummy Returns is May 4th, 2001. Uh, we have a budget of $98 million. We have a domestic gross of $202 million. And a worldwide gross of four hundred and thirty-three million dollars. So, big, big, big success. Um, which is crazy because this is two thousand one, and just like the third one comes out in two thousand eight. So I'm, it's confusing as to why they didn't capitalize sooner. But anyways, um, Rotten Tomatoes is forty-seven percent and an audience score of sixty-three percent. So maybe a little high on the audience score. <laughs> um, and the uh, top grossing movies of 2001, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is number one. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring is number two. And Shrek is number three. Uh, this movie actually comes in six for the year in 2001. Uh, and the other movies that we have covered this year are number 14, another movie we did with Jody, uh, The Fast and the Furious. Uh uh, LPJ's favorite coming in at 18 Black Hawk Down and the number 49 the DMX classic Exit Wounds wow yeah good year um, so wait this came in 6th you said yeah six. God, 2001 must have been a huge year yeah I mean well I mean the first Harry Potter movie yeah. the first Lord of the Rings movie Shrek yeah. Those are gigantic movies. I don't remember what was in between, like Jack and those, but I mean, those are those are juggernauts. So yeah, yeah, which will all have their own trilogies from those first movies that all came out. So I, I'm happy you brought that. Well, Harry Potter's more than a trilogy. I apologize, but um, you, you brought up Harry Potter. So the did you guys read that the boy in this movie? Yeah. Who I'm just going to call Baron Trump at this point. Uh, he actually turned down being in Harry Potter for this movie. Bad choice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he kind of sucked though. Yeah, so. I don't think he, he turned down. I don't think he turned he down being Harry Potter. An eight movie contract of Harry of Harry Potter. Yeah, he's probably I, a bit player. I just I just looked it up. I just wanted to let you know. So number four for the year was Monsters Inc. Okay. And number five was Rush Hour 2. Okay. Ah, uh, that'll be coming up this year, believe you me. Then The Mummy Returns, and then it just narrowly beat uh, number seven, which is Pearl Harbor. So Got it. Ugh. God, I remember seeing that movie. <laughs> that movie was terrible. I remember seeing Never seen that one. I only know the Team America song about it, so. <laughs> um, okay, so what do we want to cover next? We want to get director? We want to get yeah, the cast? Yeah, we'll do director. So, yeah, I mean, it's 
Stephen Summers. Yep, he's back. Right? Who, yeah, who did the first one. I mean, he wrote the Mummy storyline, essentially. Yep. Um, so he's back, and uh, he wrote. Yeah, this I don't one have anything well. else. Oh, yeah, wrote this one as well. Yep. Same producers, know. you know, Sean Daniel, Jim Jacks, both back as producers. Basically, it, the entire same cast and crew. Everybody's back for yeah. this one. They they announced a sequel before the first one came out. I read like it was like yeah. the same month. Uh, I, so they must have known that this was going to be a hit. I guess I I don't know. I feel like you know the movie gives off on you know it's just like the first one. It, it's it's like a mixture of like a, a Brockheimer National Treasure and an Indiana Jones conglomeration. You yeah. know. So maybe they just felt that they were going to hit gold with this and, and they moved forward. Maybe they didn't feel that way, though, like Hovercraft Joseph, when it came to finishing the trilogy, since it was a whole seven years until they, they wrapped up on it. But I don't well, know. How you know say. what? I think, back, I think in 2001, a movie like this played well. I think a movie like this now may not play well. You know what I mean? Because like, you don't see a lot of movies like this being made. Well, this movie also aged horribly for being <laughs> now a 20 year old movie um just well, bad well the Ooh. um i know the special effects of the rock of the scorpion king at the end those were finished seven days before the film was released so that's why it looks so bad is they didn't have well, time to really okay. finish it properly Here, here's the thing about the special effects of the movie we'll cover it a little more i always remember i was like oh yeah i remember the the rock looks terrible in this movie none of the special effects look good in this movie. So like, no. I get that they, they were like, Oh, we have to finish this in seven days. But here's the thing. If you, if you can't six, if like, why, why even, I know we're jumping ahead, but why even no, make no. the rock part scorpion? The rock no. is an intimidating guy. Why not just have the rock come out and fight them? Why does the he- rock can't walk on the ceiling? <laughs> That's fair, Jody. But it's like, why not just use the rock? If if you know that it's going to look that bad, then why not just scrap it? Like, it just seems insane to put that out and just it's another. Go ahead, finish up. I'm sorry. Oh, it just it looks so bad. It is so bad looking. Like it, it, it's awful. It's another classic example of when I usually get ticked that it's a movie that thinks. That, that thinks they have the special effects to pull it off, but the special effects are not there yet. And they don't care, or somehow they think it still looks good, and they release it anyway. And that well, just drives me nuts. I don't think because they thought, I'll even say, I don't think they thought don't think this they looked thought good. Like no, I think they just had to get it out because they had already committed to it. you know. And it was one of those things where, all right, well, there's nothing else we can do. This is the best we got. We got to get this out and, and distribute it. Because it wasn't like... They didn't have digital releasing then. They had to physically mail copies of it to theaters. So they had yeah. to have it produced so they could send it out. You know, unlike now where basically a movie theater just downloads the movie and then shows it on the digital projectors. I think it's also a little bit of that Hollywood greed that creeps in here. They're like, I'm sure they knew people are going to see this movie. It's a sequel to a movie that people like. Like, we're going to get away with it no matter what. Well, I, I honestly mean, it- think... And I would say they did get away with it. It made oh, yeah. $433 million. So, I mean, right. they'll deal with the backlash while they're counting their $1,000 bills. You know, like they don't fucking care. 
And, and I'll say also, we'll just bring it up now too. Like the because Hovercraft Joe mentioned it, the scene where the Nile is like overflowing totally reminds me of the horrible special effects in Die Another Day that comes out a year later. You know, with the big tidal wave. Like yeah. I just got total Die Another Day feels for that because it just looked so bad, so bad. But, um, yeah. and, and, and we should also mention that, uh, not that it's anything of note, but the, uh, music is done by our old pal, uh, Alan Silvestri. So who comes up like more than I think anybody else on this podcast. So probably, yeah, I would say between him and like Mark Michael Kamen, Kamen. or Michael Kamen, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I, I mean, I don't, the soundtrack, I don't think it was anything to write home about. No. So yeah. had a live song. Did it? <laughs> That's what I read on Wikipedia. I did not notice <laughs> okay. it or hear it. But it was like, like song by the band live. And I was like, don't know. Yeah, it says right here. It yeah. Contains a score composed and talked by Elements of Elmestry, as well as a version of the song Forever May Not Be Long Enough by the rock band Live. Oh, maybe it was during the credits, but I turned this movie off as fast as I could. So. <laughs> it must have been the credits, I guess. <laughs> I didn't watch that far. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about uh, our cast here, right? Cast, yeah. What, what do you want to dig out from the cast from us uh, for us, LBJ? Uh, believe it or not, not a ton. I mean, the, really, the so you've got Brendan Fraser as uh, as Rick, you know, Beck. Yeah. Uh, again, Rachel Vise is back as uh, as Evie, Arnold Vosloo as Imhotep, the the mummy. You got John Hanna as John, uh, the Uncle John, the you know <laughs> John. <laughs> Uh, Odin Fair uh, back as Ardeth Bay, who actually has a name in this one. Because uh, remember the last one, he didn't really have a name. Uh, Patricia I thought he was Deuce Bigelow guy. Yeah, Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> uh, and then really the only other odd one I'll mention is uh, Adwale Akanue Agbaji. That's I heard, right. I, I killed that name. Uh, he was He was the giant, like the big... Eve, the big oh, henchman. You, you mean you mean Killer Croc? Killer Croc. That's what I was gonna say. You may know him from Killer Croc. Uh, other than that, yeah, nobody else is in well, this. Well, yeah. Oh, besides, you know. well, and then Dwayne the Rock Johnson for five minutes at the beginning, and then whatever he was at the end there. Hakuma Shente, man. Jeez, give him a break. So, a fun fact that I found on Wikipedia. I don't know if the rest of you saw it. Uh, this movie won two awards, and oh, they I both go. It. They both go to the Rock. Do you want to hear what they are? <laughs> sure. Yes. So he wins a Nickelodeon Teen Choice Award for Best Movie Villain, <laughs> and at the same time, The Rock wins a was it Strikers Bad Movie Award for Worst Supporting Actor. I think it's Stinkers. Was it Stinker? <laughs> I could read my own handwriting. So winning best support, best villain, while at the same time winning worst supporting actor. Solid right there. Um, let's, For his uh, five minutes in this movie. Let's run through a couple of uh, net worths. Um, let's start uh, with Arnold Vosloo. Vosloo. The uh, Emotep himself. What do you think for Arnold Vosloo? Four million. Three. Okay. Uh, I'll say five. It's four million. So you're all close, but 
Uh, Jody gets it. Uh, exactly right. Cheater. What do you guys think for Dwayne The Rock Johnson? God. This is, you just looked this up recently, right? I just looked it up today. 250? Nah, 200. Okay. Uh, 225. <laughs> 225. See, the problem is, I don't, know, okay. I don't know if they're going to work in the XFL into his net, net worth. <laughs> well, because XFL money. Well, what I'm saying worth? is, yeah, because it's it's it works into the net worth. It's like an entire, it's an entire sports league. Yeah, didn't it fold again? <clears throat> he bought it. They're not playing football. Well, yeah, they hasn't started yet. Uh, it started last year. It's it literally no, started. No, it, 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 it existed and folded. It restarted and folded, and then The Rock bought it, but it hasn't started again yet right. since he bought it. So he's going to be the third reincarnation of it. Yes. <laughs> reincarnation. Get it? The stupid uh, fucking movie. Right. I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm going to say 350 million. Okay. What do you think, uh, Jody? Four twenty-five. Uh, Four hundred million dollars for The Rock. So. What do you guys think for Rachel Weiss? Fifty. Does it count? Does it count Daniel Craig's money since they're married? <laughs> I don't think it does. No. Thirty-six. Twenty. <laughs> Did you guess? Uh, LPJ. Yeah, I said fifty. I feel like Jody looked these up. <laughs> I did not look them up, but this week I did listen to the Mummy episode. Okay. <laughs> because she is, I'm pretty much looking it up. Because well, I didn't is, do it for that purpose. I wanted to see what kind of awesome stuff we said before. She is 36 million. I'm like, there's no way anyone guesses 36 million unless they know for certain. So I feel like I should leave you out of the Brendan Fraser guessing. Okay. So uh, what do you think? The last one. What's that? Right, leave leave the last one to Jody for Brendan Fraser. I'll say I'll say sixty million. Okay, twenty five. Even that sounds high. <laughs> Jody, what do you think? Nine. <laughs> no, it's twenty million dollars for Brendan Fraser. So I didn't remember that one. Thirty thirty six. Dear Lord, look, there's no one guesses thirty six million off the top of their head. Oh, I think it's 36235000 Everyone guesses in like five. So it's like 20 million, 25, 30. <laughs> I remember that John guy. Do you have him? John? Oh, John, no, I didn't. I knew it was 4 million as well. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, super fan. <laughs> Just getting you guys more downloads. Appreciate that. <laughs> all uh, right. Do you have do you have any taglines? I do have uh, some taglines. The tittiest movie oh. ever made. Oh, sorry, no, that was a different episode. That was a different episode. Um, the most powerful force on Earth is about to be unleashed by the two people who should know better. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and the last one is short, but kind of good enough. Adventure is reborn. That's not bad, right? Poor it's tagline. Not, it's not good either. No, but that, you know, honestly, it's better than the novel we get half the time. Oh, and I like the novels. <laughs> I will like- also say, 
Um, I did. I do not have a lightning round, but I did find a fun random IMDb fact. I know Hovercraft Joe sometimes finds oh, yeah. some pretty good ones he likes to share. This one I I thought was was worth stating. The the fact according to IMDb said that Brendan Fraser tore a spinal disc, had cracked ribs, and injured his knees while filming the movie. The Rock suffered food poisoning and heat stroke. The Rock lost 10 pounds, I read. (laughs) I don't even compare the two. Brendan Fraser fucking broke ribs and had a spinal rupture where The Rock had heat exhaustion and food poisoning. (laughs) Well, remember on the first movie, they had to take out kidnapping insurance on all the (laughs) actors. Um, The the random fact that I found was that the character of Izzy was named after Stephen Summer's dog. So there you go. I have a random fact for you guys as well. Emotep himself, to stay as hairless as he was, had to shave twice daily. I saw that. Twice? Is he related to LPJ? It said he had to shave his entire body. Entire body twice a day. Yeah, to stay as hairless as he is in the movie, which is like, what? Um, Also, I just want to bring this up now because I don't know when the good good time to bring it up but just like researching this i like so many references in the facts on this were like <laughs> or either in the novelization yeah <laughs> or and or according to the mummy tv series which apparently there was a mummy cartoon series that i didn't know existed yep. but i've never seen one of these where they were like referencing both those things so much i was like what it was like I the goodies episode yeah, I do forget how big this series was, like how big this franchise was. Um, I remember, I think maybe it was Burger King. I think they had some sort of promotion with them. And I just remember all sorts of advertisements and all that. Maybe not this particular movie, but but the franchise in general. Well, and I remember, too, have any of you ever been to Kings Island in Ohio? They had a mummy ride that was kind of cool. It was, was it a King's simulation Island? ride. Oh, yeah. yeah no, but they Cincinnati. have the... Um... The, there's one in the one, one Universal. Universal that ride is still operational and it still has like all of the it came out for this movie so it, it still has all of the mummy returns you know stuff in it essentially well but, but I honestly had I, no idea that there was a cartoon series based on yeah this. I remember um, I didn't know but it's based on the little kid so probably oh, yeah. The only reason why I remembered it is because um, Matt used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh, and it was on the same it was on the same network like right after. Yeah, it was a, it was like a UPN one, yeah. yeah. So apparently it had like, has like twenty six episodes. So who yeah, knew? Sure, sure, they're great. <laughs> I'm sure, they're good episodes. They they can't be much worse than this, can it? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know. I was getting strong Jake Lloyd vibes from this kid in the movie, though. <laughs> that's yeah. that is a fair assessment. I it's do another, have a, we have so many countless examples of kids in our action movies that we've done that are just so horrible, yeah. right? Last Action Hero, T two, the kids annoying as hell. You know, it just goes on and on. But whoa, 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 whoa! I will not agree that Edward Furlong is annoying. Yeah, I, I like Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong is annoying as shit in that movie. <laughs> 
Come on. He's got such a squeaky voice. Hey, let me go, Terminator! He's a kid. I just kept thinking of all the terrible kids in TV shows. There you go. I think you're just shooting from being a teacher for so long. That, you know, you might not be wrong. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Are we uh, are we ready to talk about this movie? Yeah. Well, yeah. we've been talking about it. Let's talk kinda, about the plot. Sort of. The great plot. But yeah, at least, at least the plot. Which, I don't even know what the fuck this plot is, to well, be completely honest with you. it starts with the Scorpion King. Yeah. And... Well, we get this whole story of the history of the Scorpion King. How he wants to take over the world. How it's the rock. Did you notice... Is it me or is it the very, very beginning of this movie when we see The Rock? He literally lifts his head up in the air. Like, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Like, well, that is how he starts movie. his movie career. Yeah, it is his first movie. Jody is right. And I, I think he might even, like, one of the terrible CGI scenes at the end, I think he raises his eyebrow, like, The yes, Rock, like, rock style. So, I mean, you have to remember, like, when The Rock, early in The Rock's career, they were really, like, like, hey, he's the wrestler that, you know, I think he gives, remember he gives in the rundown, he gives some of the rock bottom. So, I mean, <laughs> they were still really, uh, 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 Jody, you said that the DVD has like an introduction by the rock on it. Yeah. So I watched that DVD. I put it in, I hit play for the movie. Normally you have like the previews before, like you get to the welcome screen. Nope. The rock pops on. He's like, I just want to give you a special Sneak peek of the new upcoming movie, Scorpion King. I was like, what the fuck? Just let me watch the movie. <laughs> and then Which after had- the trailer, okay. they had the little trailer thing. I did like that it had the AOL keyword to look at. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had no idea that the Scorpion King was a spinoff of this movie. I just thought the Scorpion King was its own thing. Remember, I'd never seen this movie or just I've always seen pieces of it. So well, I just thought the Scorpion King was a just just a stupid ass WWE movie with The Rock. You had you no idea. You had no idea it was tied to the Mummy series. I had no idea it was tied to the Mummy. <laughs> Did you know that? Because this... I I had only seen the first Mummy movie, and it's not. There's nothing about it in the first Mummy. That's true. Oh yeah, I guess it so makes I, sense that you would have no. Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. Here's here's an interesting thing. Maybe it's not interesting, but think, something I was considering. This opening that we're talking about, I would say that it clearly portrays the Scorpion King as kind of like a bad guy, right? Like he's trying to take over the world. He makes a deal with Anubis and he gets his army. But like he's the hero of the Scorpion King movie. He's a good guy in that one. So I I find it weird that like I haven't seen the Scorpion King in a while. So I don't remember maybe if it ends like how it ends. But it does seem weird to me that he's. Clearly the villain and a bad guy in this movie, but in his own movie, he's not at all. Like, he's the hero. So it's kind of a weird, weird The only thing I remember about the Scorpion King is that it's terrible. Are you guys (laughs) going to find out next week what happens to the Scorpion King? (laughs) Nope. No, we're not. I mean, listen. We'll we'll cover the Scorpion King at a certain point. No, stop saying that. Stop saying stuff like that. Scorpion King or Transformers 2? Neither. Oh, come on. Um... But yeah, I'm also just so, going to bring it up right now that I'm actually terrified of scorpions. Seeing those fucking things all crawling around on the TV screen, not not a fan. No thanks. Just, what about what about a what about a giant half rock half scorpion crawling around on the ceiling? 
that was so laughable that I actually would like, I'd want to pet it maybe and see what would happen. But real did, sport. My man, daughter did thing. say, was that the rock? <laughs> <laughs> I but like, I mean, kind of. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the opening of the movie is like the background of the Scorpion King. He was like a warlord. He was trying to take over the world, kind of. He got defeated. His army died. He made a deal with Anubis, who was like, yeah, you give me your soul and I'll give you an army. And like his army's unbeatable, but it was kind of like a trick because then he like trapped him in a bracelet. <laughs> I think. Sure. Um, yeah. So, and then, so that's like, Three uh, three thousand sixty seven BC when all this happens. It's very and very we, specific on the time too. Yeah, yeah. And so then we jump forward to nineteen thirty three Egypt, which is weird. To, this movie takes place almost a decade after the original movie. Well, like, I read next year. I, yeah. I, I read the reason why it was because he didn't want to deal with a child. He didn't want to deal with a baby. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. But like, maybe just don't have him have a kid at all. Like. This movie, well, I mean, I guess he's carrying around the stupid bracelet, but he could have given the bracelet to anybody in the movie. Could should have given it to the brother, Jonathan. <clears throat> that would have made That's more actually, sense. That would have been not bad, yeah, because he's kind of like a fuck up, right? Yeah. Like that, that would have worked well, the, out. This movie just takes wild jumps because you guys haven't seen the third one, but in the third one, he's like a grown adult. The child is so he's like well, a it is seven years later, so he's like seventeen. But it's like I, I, very weird. So, but yeah. So that's like we get the story of the Scorpion King, and then we're thrust into the main plot of the movie, which is yeah, like which right, right in the middle of some sort of temple, uh, digging, digging more stuff up. Uh, obviously, we find out that you know the two are married and they have this son, and uh, that's when they're trying to hunt down the the bracelets, essentially. Yeah, the but bracelet there happens to be some some rival group some bandits that are also kind of chasing after these bracelets as well i want to say at this point they're terrible parents they're like <laughs> oh, yeah. that kid is eight years old and they're like <laughs> yep just go up there by yourself tear shit up he's got his slingshot out he's setting up <laughs> mouse traps for all the rats great parents it's true they're they're not great i have so many notes just say Alex sucks. <laughs> he, he's terrible. It's bad. He's not. Yeah, he's he's like this movie probably would be ten times better without his character. Yeah, I'm actually. It, it, I take it back. What I said before. I'm happy he's in this movie because he would have ruined Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone for me. <laughs> well, and think about it this way too. Like if you think about all the plot points in this film, if you were to switch, if you were to remove him. And everything that he does give to Jonathan, I think the entire movie would be better. Like he's no, a completely I, redundant character. Right. There's a, the, the, I mean, you know, we can co- we'll cover it more, but this, this movie suffers from being overstuffed. Like it's the classic problem with the sequel where it's like, well, we got to do more than the original. And there's just too much. I mean, even, even the cultists, get sick and tired of him and the one can't wait to fucking kill him when they realize that the bracelet has served its purpose. Yeah, it's true. You know? Killer Croc <laughs> wants to kill him really bad throughout the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, he does. So I guess and we should probably, like shit, like I guess really we can kind of, 
I don't feel that we need to go step by step through the plot on this. Um, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Or we just said it. Right? Like the bracelet is going to well, show you where the temple is to bring back up the Scorpion King. Well, and but I don't understand why. So is Brendan Fraser and Rachel Vise or Vise, whatever you want to call her name. Are they, do they want to dig up the Scorpion no, King or do way, they just want the bracelet? Neither. They, ju- they, they just, just, well, they want just want to, to how do they want? Yeah, they, they just, just want, want to learn? Bracelet. Yeah, they, well, they, they, they let me finish for God's sakes. I don't know if I want you to. <laughs> if you see, they're very rich, meaning they dig up a bunch of stuff and sell it. Uh, so that's what they're doing. They're looting. They're essentially looting these historical sites, stealing the artifacts and selling them to the curator, who also happens to be the leader of the cult that they don't even realize. That's who that well, guy is. That guy is the leader of the London Museum. From the first movie. I also think that part of the plot that we're supposed to believe, part of the unnecessary plot of this film is that, like, she is the reincarnation of the pharaoh's daughter, and somehow she is drawn to find the bracelet because she is this... Like, that's part of the plot. Finding, like, it. Yeah. 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 Which is, like, you can cut that all out. Like, I don't know why that's in there. Yep. And, and why does it happen that she just now starts having these visions, right? And then she she's fully aware of what's happening too. Like she's well, like, I'm. I think literally when she's on that airship, that balloon that has no sound coming from within it, it's like completely silenced in four thousand feet up in the air. You know, no wind blowing or anything. There's literally a bonfire going on in the middle of it. That she's like. I am the reincarnate of Nefertiri or whatever her name is. It's like, Nefertiri. Did you see that? Did you see, did you see that they were going to have it be Nefertiti, but they thought that people would make, laugh too much about it being Nefertiti. So they changed it. So stupid. That is the dumbest reason to change something like that. Well, and, and I think well, Nefertiti vision, is a real person. Though. Yeah. You know yes. that, right? Well, I guess yeah. Nefertiri is too, but, um, is it? I didn't I know guess. that. I knew Nefertiti is. Yeah. And I, I think I think we're supposed to believe that the visions start happening because as they mentioned, it's the year of the scorpion. <laughs> so I think oh. that's why all these visions are happening. And there was there was another thing, like so like he finds the bracelet. <laughs> he finds the bracelet, and that's what drives them to find the Scorpion King's like resting place. But what did it have to do with the 5,000 years or whatever it is? Like the Scorpion King rises every 5,000 years. If they didn't find the bracelet, would he have? Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Is that why the year had to be so exact? The 3,000? I think. Something oh. It still wouldn't be exactly 5,000, though, because it was 1933 and like 3,046 BC. Like it still wouldn't add up. Because, okay. <laughs> because it's not a okay. bad idea. You would, so you thought about it. Obviously, no one that made the movie thought about that. But <laughs> so they so they get the bracelet of Anubis. The bracelet of Anubis leads you to the Scorpion King's final resting place. Now, the Scorpion King rise. If you defeat the Scorpion King, then you get the control of Anubis's army. So the cult is like they bring back Emotep. And they're like, okay, 
So now we brought you back to life. We're going to have you fight the Scorpion King because you're going to beat him with all your unexplained and seemingly endless amount of power that just happened to do whatever you need them to do in the movie. And you're going to beat the Scorpion King, get his army, and then we'll take over the world, right? Like, that's their plan. Yeah, I that's think the bad that's guy. it. Yeah, that's the bad guy's why, plan. Why would he think, why would they think that Emotep was just going to let them, like, join in on his crusade? Well, they're his cult. Oh, they're his cult yeah, specifically. Yeah, they're, they're the cult of Imhotep, essentially. Yeah, and they brought him back on purpose because they were like, but then, I love the fact that they're like, <laughs> that they're like, oh, well, you know what? He's got all these powers. He'll easily beat the Scorpion King. And then they get to the temple at the end and it's like, oh, wait, no, we're going to strip you of your powers. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, the, like, like whoever built the temple was like, oh, you know what? Imhotep's probably going to come back. We should probably build this thing right here that's going to strip him of his powers. They knew that he was going to get superpowers from the weird mummification that he almost got in the first movie. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, and I had this conversation with, with, uh, with someone at work. Like, the first movie, it's like, okay, they bring him back, and his powers are tied to, like, the plagues of Egypt. Like, that's, like, what you understand, like, his powers. Yeah, it's from the what? first movie. Right. What are his powers in this movie? Why does he still have the plague powers? He seemingly levitates people. He turns himself into a giant wave of water like it's just like I, I feel like they don't give you any kind of idea what his powers are supposed to be or why he has these powers yeah, right? why? you're right don't they bring a cat we oh, know yeah, that's right he is afraid of cats he's afraid of cats and here like this is a good time to bring it up because we're kind of just you know we're just I feel like this movie a better version of this movie I know there's a lot of better versions is don't have Emotep in it at all just have the Scorpion King be the villain, yeah, and or 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 yeah. just have Emotep be the villain again. With like, I feel like I feel like having both these. It, it, it one of them needs to not be in this movie, right? Yeah, like, like I think it could have just been the cult of the Scorpion King, and you right. could have done the same stuff. Yeah, I, I think it, like bringing the Scorpion King, you bring him back to life, and they have to race him to the temple because that's he wants to get his army back or something. I feel like they were like, well, we got to have Emotep in this, but we also needed, I don't know. I just feel like that's, I mean, one of the many problems of this movie, but I feel like that's a big one. Because he didn't really need his girlfriend in this movie either, because that was a throwback to the first movie. But it's like, why, why did you need to do that? Like, they literally, like, replay scenes from the first movie for, like, five or six minutes. It's like, I already fucking saw that. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> Was that just so that they could have that weird girl fight between her and well, uh, the side fight and and Evie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. this random when side did, fight. When did when did when did Egyptian people fight with size? I was just gonna say, like, no, is it why no. we know that there's sides all over the place in ancient Egypt? Yeah, and they have their own form of martial arts. Is that a thing? And what exactly are they fighting for? And why is it the chicks like? Oh, it, I think I think they were actually weren't they? Well, no, I was gonna say I was gonna say they, they were, were gonna fight for entertainment. I think Arrow, but but she's the she's the daughter, so I it's not it was, like you're trying to marry like, him. I think it was supposed to be like Emotep's girlfriend was like she's training, yeah. training her to be a good warrior. So they were just like it was like an ex uh, exhibition. I can't think of the word. Thank you. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for of their skills. And they were just watching it. So I liked how when the fighting was going on, you would hear like random golf claps. Like that's how they applauded the fight that was going on. It was like, 
this, like, what, the, what the hell? Another, another thing that could have made this movie a lot better, take out this whole reincarnation plot. Because they also, also try and imply that Brendan Fraser's character is like ordained by God or something to be the warrior to fight the that is I, never, I never understood that part. He's the, one of the, the first first time one, of the one of the guys that um, Ardith Bay is. That's what he's supposed oh, to okay. be. He has their like symbol on him. Yeah. But how did how did, how did he get little that? Kids like, Dad, that tattoo you have is on the wall here. Can I say, I laughed out loud at the end of the movie when he's fighting this, when he's, he's fighting the Scorpion King and the Scorpion King like throws him against the wall and there's a hieroglyphic with the same tattoo as him. And then he looks over and there's like the hieroglyphic with that staff. And then there's another one that shows you that the staff extends to a spear. And then there's another hieroglyphic that shows stabbing the scorpion king with it. And I'm like, and the way that he looks at it is like an order that you would not, it's like, he's looking, you know what I'm saying? He's looking the wrong way. Like, if you were looking at it, it would be in the reverse order, the way it is on the wall. So it's like, it was anime. And I I love that, I love that, that Jonathan just happens to have that staff at the beginning of the movie and happens to carry it the entire time. But he shouldn't have it at one point because it should have been Izzy's. Yeah, that's true. Which I do have one of my favorite quote from the movie was when they're trying to get the ride from Izzy and Rick shows him the staff and Izzy says, if you give me that gold stick, you can shave my head, wax my legs and use me as a surfboard. (laughs) I was like, what? And, and I don't know, like, maybe, I don't even know if LBJ and Jody will get this reference, but, like, his flying airship, it reminded me of, like, what Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's going to say Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. Do you know what? Teddy Ruxpin cartoon. I put down Super Mario Brothers 3, Koopa's uh, kids. Oh, yeah, at the end of each world, they had to fly the little airships. I'm like, that's, that's fucking bad. Ludwig's, that's Ludwig's ship. That's not bad either. That's a that's yeah. a pretty good uh, assessment no, too. You're, you're right about Teddy Ruxpin. I'm like, well, that's a deep dive, but that that's what it reminds you of. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's <laughs> I I when it came to these fight scenes, which you know, there's there's the fight scene at their house. There's the fight scene when they're leaving the house and they're on the double decker bus and all that. Yeah. Well, that's when that, no, they went in the house. Then they fight at the museum. It's when they're leaving That's the right. museum. Yeah. When they're when they're in the double decker bus. Learn that mummies have Wolverine claws. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> they just they just it seems so uninspired. Did you get that feeling? Like Brendan Fraser just kind of seems to be and he's not a great actor to begin with, but I thought he did okay in the first mummy. He just seems to be going through the motions. Like he I feel like they all back. seem. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I did just read that. Um, right? They just seem very uninterested, and maybe it's because you know they're obviously fighting nothing because of the special effects. I don't know, but like none of this, none of the fighting really no. did a whole lot to me at all. Even the the battle with the big army, you know, at the yeah. end of the year, was just really bad. Like, it wasn't intense at all. And then even the, like, you were hoping for a showdown of Emotep and the Scorpion King, but it it didn't really happen. Like, you know, uh, what's his character? What's Brendan Fraser's character? I'm blanking. Rick Rick, Rick storms in, 
and then just gets kind of thrown around and just hides for like 10 minutes until the staff thing gets brought to him. Well, it's, because like none of it is very interesting. The the idea they go in there because the scorpion, I mean, the emotep's like, well, I'm going to beat the scorpion. But then he finds out he doesn't have his powers. So then he immediately is like, oh, I'm on your side, scorpion. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be, you need to be uh, uh, Rick O'Connell. So they fight. But it's like when the scorpion king comes out, like all you could think when you watch this movie is how terrible he looks. Like it, yeah. it is. I mean, I know we talked about it already, but it is laughable how awful he looks. It's like if you gave like a computer to a five-year-old and gave them the software to do like CGI, it's like what they would come up with. It is my note was the Scorpion King looks fucking terrible. It's so bad. It's really bad. It's like Lamagra from the Blade movie bad. (laughs) And like, why not? And I mentioned this before, but why not just have it be The Rock? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that would have been a great fight scene. You know, you have The Rock do what he does best and kick ass. And, you know, you can yeah. get a really good stunt double for Arnold Vosloo and, and make him look good. I just wonder if it's something so... Chest. Yeah. I just wonder if it's something so silly like The Rock must have been busy. But like they wasn't. couldn't get him to film. He, no, he wasn't. I don't think so. I don't think so, because this is this is when The Rock... I mean, this is his first movie. He was just I in know, He was still doing wrestling, no, right? No, he left. Maybe. He left Hollywood. He left wrestling at that point and was just doing this, was just doing acting. Maybe a contract issue then, right? Maybe he wanted more money, and they're like, no, you get I five think, minutes of I time. I think they wanted a giant scorpion rock monster. Ugh. They were prob- I mean, like, let's be fair. If it had been executed in a way that looked good, it would probably be cool. Yeah. But because knowing- I, I keep bringing up this movie, but the first Harry Potter looks. Fa- I recently saw yeah. it with my kids. Came out the same year. Still looks great. Like how could and and this isn't you know. Oftentimes you guys get mad at me because you're like you know like RoboCop two. They didn't have the money to pay for that. Like they had the money to make this look good. Granted, maybe they didn't have the time. Like LPJ LPJ mentioned. But they had the money to throw something better at this movie, and they again didn't. And, I and it is one of the you're you're right, Hovercraft Joe. It's one of the worst special effects features of, of any movie I think ever of a major yeah. movie. It's bad throughout. Nothing looks good of the CGI in this, and I, 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 not that it's an excuse, but I'm sure it was like a thing where they're like, "This is the release date. This is when the movie is coming out." It has to be done, you know, and that doesn't excuse because obviously they could have made better ones. And I don't know what happened, but that's definitely it where they're like, well, this is what the marketing says. And the movie has to be released on the States. They didn't really push movies back then at that time. They didn't really shift movies around so much, not nearly as much as they do now. Like now they'll push a movie back if they need to. Um, But then everything came out when they said it was going to come out. Yeah, I'm looking at this too. Hovercraft Joe, you reminded our listeners. So it had a May 4th release. Maybe this was supposed to kick off the summer blockbuster yeah. season. So they felt like, yeah, we got to get this out to start to start off the summertime. Like, maybe, it, maybe mean, you're right. It, I just couldn't it, do it. It, it, it. I mean, like, this is a wildly successful movie. So, I mean, it, it's obviously, it's aged terribly. 
And it, I mean, maybe it wasn't ever good to begin with, but I mean, it, it's not like this is like a box office bomb. This is huge. No, yeah. I mean, it was number six, like you said. Yeah. yeah, number six. And it got beat by some big franchise movies, you know, like big, huge, popular IPs. So it's not like, you know, um, but yeah, it's just, it, it is stunning that a movie can come out and just look so bad. One you know? thing I thought I did like that I thought looked pretty good were the little pygmies. Pygmies? Oh I was like, God. I was like, when did the ghoulies show up? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought, thought the special effects; those were pretty good. Yeah, I the pygmies looked okay. I hated I did not see them at all. I had no. I was like, what's going on? I was like, what's getting them? <laughs> oh, it was from the novelization. <laughs> so so when that scene happens and they're like in that oasis and it's all super like green, I got like total Jurassic Park. Yeah, lost feeling. world. Yeah, and I'm like, are are they are they gonna get fucking picked off by raptors? <laughs> and then when it turned out being these weird monkey pygmies, I'm like, eh, I guess that's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally have a note that says the scene in the grass reminds me a lot of the lost world. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah that's totally 100%. what I got from it too. But like not as cool because The Lost World's not a great movie, but I love those that shot where you just kind of yep. see like the raptors like moving through the grass to get them. But this is this is not that execution of that. <laughs> no. No. Um oh I also I'd like to say okay. I don't know how to describe this, but in the Scorpion King's Temple, there's like, I don't know, a a, a cavern to hell or something. Like I don't, I don't know what that what? is. Did that, like, yeah, did that pit just open up? Was it always there? Listen, they were watching the movie Spawn. They were like, this movie's fucking amazing. Let's use these special effects and we'll steal their hell. Because I, I need to say, out of all the stuff I have wrong with this movie, I did enjoy. So after the Scorpion King is defeated and Rick and Emotep, they're both, like, kind of hanging from this like cliff, like into this hole in the hell or whatever it is. And like the, the temple is collapsing and Evie, who, by the way, we should mention she gets murdered. In this movie. Oh yeah. She's, she's dead for like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. That's why we need the little kid. He could have to bring it back. But he didn't really seem to care a whole lot. Did he? No, he did not care not- mom got murdered. No, in front of him. He was like, so, eh, she was a bitch anyway. She's dead for like 20 minutes, but they bring her back with the book. But anyways, so they're hanging and the temple's collapsing. And Rachel Vice at Evie runs out to help uh, Rick get out of the hole. And Emotep's girlfriend, uh, what's, her, what's, her name, what's that? What's her name? Anaxanamoon. Anaxanamoon. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good this time. Um, so Rachel Vice runs out to help Rick. She looks... And it's like, nah, and just sits on it and in there. And he's so heartbroken that he just lets go and falls down into hell. It's like, that's legitimately funny to me. Was that better than when the spirit chariot came and took his soul away? Oh, first wow. movie? No. But then I like the fact that she runs and then like trips and falls into like a river of those scarab bugs and dies. Those are scorpions. I thought they were oh, scorpions. Yeah, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was so funny. 
I, I think Imhotep realized this movie fucking sucks and just drops himself <laughs> into hell. Just like I'll bet you Rachel Wise was like, oh, I'm going to get murdered. Then I'm not in this anymore. And then when she read further in the script that she had to come back to life, she's probably like, fuck, damn it. Really? Well, and she, I, and she I, didn't come back for the third one. <laughs> no, no, she did not. From what I read. But, that, but I, I, this is, I mean, we'll cover this more when we do the third one, but that wasn't so much that she was like, I don't want to be in the movie. That's it was true. like, she had, she had just had a kid and was like, I don't want to leave a kid. Um, I do okay. want to say that. That's, that's why hovercraft Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say that I have a note that says the Scorpion King shows up and he looks awful. <laughs> I wrote down RoboCop too bad. <laughs> and also like during this whole ending sequence, there's a giant like CGI battle between Odette fair and all his, like the, the, his group Magi. of people. What are they? Yeah, the Magi and, like, Anubis's army. And that's another example, Hovercraft Joe, of a plot that doesn't need to be here. Nope. He did not need to be in this movie at all. Wasn't he all about the other... Is it just because they brought Emotep back that they felt like they needed him to come back, I guess? Yeah, but if you would have got rid of Emotep, then you wouldn't have needed him either, so... Right. I mean, I don't, I don't mind him in this movie. I actually kind of like his character. Yeah, I don't I, either. I, it's unnecessary. I don't like the whole gigantic CGI battle between the Anubis, Anubis's army, and like that is unnecessary. Why were they running so fast in the desert? Oh. How you know, like, like in the CGI awful looking scene, they look like it looks like a tidal wave. But then, like, right at the exact moment where they would crash into the army, they disappear. But it's like, why are they running, like, so ridiculously fast? Because they were far away and they had to catch up. Yeah. So, so how good is the army if, in the first movie, someone slaughters a bunch of magi? Anubis's army kills no magi. <laughs> yeah. It also, like, like, didn't win also, at all, yeah. Also, like, I didn't understand, too, because the beginning of the movie, they're like... Anubis's army is unbeatable and conquered everyone. And then they're like, they come back and it's like, well, yeah, if you just swing a sword and cut off their sand, their head, they turn into sand. So it's like, yeah. why, didn't any, why didn't anyone beat them before? Why were they so unbeatable? If they're just sand, didn't Emotip just turn into them? <laughs> I think is it's that just one maybe, of powers? I think it's just maybe like sheer numbers because they think that they beat Anubis's army. And they're like, yeah, we did it. And then like Sphinx says, then you see like, couple miles away, they're all running toward him to get him, so... Did, did, um, any, of, did any of his army even die? I don't think I anyone think they, even I, I, think they, I think they did, because I, I, they seemed, there seems to be a, a definitely reduced amount when the second wave of the uh, Nubis' army shot. I, that's the impression I got, from how many they showed at the beginning to how many were left, but yeah. it's all in, inconsequential. It doesn't mean anything, because the army gets defeated... So they could have not done anything and the army would have just disappeared <laughs> before it did any damage. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is there anything else scene wise that stuck out that anyone wants to cover? I know we've kind of jumped around yeah. a little bit, but I mean, I feel like why, the, why the, is it everywhere they walk? There's lightning. <laughs> the entire movie is just lightning. Like, I don't remember. I mean, I wasn't around in 1933, but was 1933 the year of lightning where it didn't matter if you were in London or Egypt or the Nile or wherever random place they are in this movie that there's just lightning striking? LBJ, you were there. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. 
No, no, this 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 was a very exaggerated amount of lightning in this one. Yeah, just yeah. ridiculous. But like the, um, the movie just ends. Like they fly yeah. away on the on the on the hot air balloon, and then that's it. <laughs> well, we should also mention too when the temple's collapsing. It's not like oh, it's just it's not just collapsing. For some reason, it sucks the entire oasis back into the temple. Uh, so you get this like also, that's also not a good CGI look. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's another terrible CGI scene where all like the grass and trees and pygmies are getting sucked into the temple, and they like climb to the top. And then Izzy picks them up, and then they fly off. Um, and then when they're in the in the boat, the dirigible they said Dir- uh, that dir- dir- dirigible, yeah, that's what that's what the that's what the um, hot air balloons called a dir- dirigible. Evie tells Ricky she's like, or talking about how she went to heaven. Wasn't she the <laughs> bad guy in the first movie? <laughs> how did she get to heaven? I. That's why they had to have Emotep and Scorpion King, because they're like, we have two other bad guys, so Evie and Rick are definitely good guys in this movie. <laughs> I mean, she is responsible for letting the uh, mummy out in the first movie. No, Hara right. can come from reading a book. <laughs> I liked when they're on the chasing the cult that had Alex, and he kept leaving sand sculptures. Fucking no eight-year-old can make sand sculptures that good. No. Not a chance. And why Why was the path to the Oasis, why did it have so many stops? Like, <laughs> Why did they have to go to like 18 places? Why were they all on a train? Why was it all on a train route? Why did the bathroom on the train have shit all over the walls when someone clearly took their hand and smeared it all over the wall? So Alex could tell that guy he was a perv. <laughs> He's like, I can't go while you're watching me. I know you're going to look. <laughs> jo- Jody, please refer to him as Killer Croc. I know you love the Suicide Squad. Yeah, when are we doing that movie? <laughs> Never. <laughs> L- 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 LBJ and Sphinx ain't every movie you want to do, Jody. I'm sorry. I have a list. I have another <laughs> rock movie, too, for you guys. It's just walking call. Yeah. You know what? I like um, that movie, so. Yeah. So, uh, does anyone have anything else they want to cover as far as the plot wise? Or, I, I, like I said, we've jumped around, but this movie doesn't deserve a, a breakdown like we normally do. So, no. um, the, 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 the train bathroom with shit all over it was the last thing I wanted to cover. <laughs> I'm glad we. Glad we got that uh, out in the open for you, Sphinx. Jody, you got anything else? Not really. I like during the ancient side fighting scene and uh, (laughs) Oxen move through both sides and they hit two statues right in the junk. Also, during that uh, flashback fight scene, they're they're, they're doing so many just like (laughs) backflips. Like, why is there so much flipping in this fight scene? I don't know. Egyptian martial arts, man. It's a mystery to everybody. Oh, and the last thing I want to mention is that, like, when Jonathan's first introduced and they, they mistake him, they think he's Rick, and they're like, hey, we know you have the bracelet, they're going to kill him, and they're just, they're, she pulls out, she has a snake, and it's an asp, and I wrote, very dangerous. There you go. All right, very good. <laughs> <laughs> is it like, I did like that scene where they threw the snake at Rick, and he catches it, <laughs> and then they throw a knife, and he catches it. <laughs> it's real good. It's true. All um, right. 
we ready to write this thing? Yes. <laughs> As the guest, you get to either go first or pick one of us to go first. I'll go first. Right. Um, I mean, I guess I liked it enough to buy it in 2001, <laughs> which isn't great, but I probably haven't seen it since then. I, it was fine. It was not The Mummy. I texted Joe earlier this week. I was like, I finished watching it. I was like, it was not The Mummy, that's for sure. Um, so I guess I'm going to give it two sides in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll go next. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's entertaining ish in parts. Um, as long as you don't pay attention to the plot or, you know, you don't have an aversion to children or, you know, eh, this movie's not good. Two, two machine guns. Um, I'll go, I'll go next. Yeah. This it's kind of a shame because I really do enjoy the first mummy movie. Like I, I think that movie holds up. I think it's a lot of fun. And, and I honestly, I think I remember this movie being better than it is, but it's not, it's not good. It's like I said, it suffers way too much from like, well, we got to do more. We got to make this a bigger movie than the first one and everything they try and stuff into it. It's not better for it. The CGI is terrible throughout. The plot doesn't make sense. There's too much going on. Unnecessary stuff. There's some stuff that's still fun about it. It's not unwatchable. I'll give it two machine guns as well. This movie sucks ass. I give it, <laughs> I give it one shitty hand swipe against the bathroom wall. That's my rating. Wow, you're not even going to elaborate. I love it. <laughs> You're like, nope. This movie is a shitty handprint. That's what this is. <laughs> just one though. It's not even two yeah. shitty handprints. It's just one no, shitty handprint. One shitty handprint. Okay, let let me let me pose this question, Sphinx. You have to watch one again. What are you picking? Spawn, this, or Robocop Two? Oh God. You have to watch one of them again. Which one are you going to pick? <sighs> I get, ugh. I guess this one. <laughs> there you go. Because the other, long, the though. other, the other, it is longer. But the other two made me want to quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this movie doesn't want me. Doesn't want to make me quit the podcast. It just wants me to take my hand, put shit on it, and smear it against the wall. All right. However, yeah. that comparison works. I don't know. But wow, fair enough. <laughs> and that's why you guys don't get to record in the studio anymore. <laughs> that's, why. that's exactly it. Here, here's an interesting thing: we're a couple, you know, like I think this is our fourth movie in the year of the sequel. And so far, what we found out: sequels are not as good as the original. I, I think so far, universally, we have not found one that's been anywhere as good as the original. The day of this recording is January twenty second. And I'm already regretting the year of the sequel idea. All of these we've done so far have been garbage. <laughs> It'll be better when you do Revenge of the Fallen. <laughs> Revenge of the Fallen. Ugh. Why? I mean, I guess I guess Lethal Weapon Two was okay. It was so, that was so, so far this early into this so early into the year of the sequel. That is the closest we come to a good sequel. So you'll enjoy Too Fast, Too Furious. 
Oh, yeah, that's true, too. So It'll be all right. Um, I'll try to think of some other ones. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know what? We'll get to them. You'll see. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have my hopes for Predator, too. Uh, we are the Last Action Podcast. We come to you every Monday. Uh, and the GameZilla Media Network, and everywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, we've got plenty of other podcasts on the network. Uh, Sphinx, if you were to pick a podcast to listen to other than this one, what would it be? On the network, by the way. On this network. Not like anyone randomly. Like, what was oh, I was going to go with How Did This Get Made or something. Or Money. <laughs> I'm an econ nerd. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Noobs and Dragons because I like hearing myself talk. Because I'm on that show. Yeah, you Aren't do. you LP I am, and I also like hearing myself talk. Uh, Hovercraft Joe, if you were to pick an episode, a show on the network, what would you pick? Well, LPJ, I am going to pick The Legend of Retro, uh, the retro video game podcast that I have been a guest on. Recently, you and I were guests together on it, talking about uh, Spider-Man vs. Kingpin, a great uh, Sega CD game. We had a lot of fun talking about it. Uh, check it out and uh, see that it's uh, bring home the bacon. That's what Definitely I'll say. Bring home the bacon. Wow, you know what I was just thinking? Uh, this week on uh, on last day, on, on Gamezilla Media, you get to listen to me on three different podcasts. It wasn't great. <laughs> That's worth one shitty hand smear across the wall. <laughs> Oh, you assholes. Um, <laughs> we've also got uh, the uh, Noise Light Arcade. It's our Simpsons podcast. Uh, and, of course, the Games of the Media podcast, which is uh, every Tuesday. Um, I've been listening to that one for the last couple of months. I just started. Yeah. I really enjoy that one. I think they do a good job. Yeah, they do. They do They do a fine job bringing up, you know, all the recent. Uh... Wait, wait, hold on. Games of the is what you're talking about, right? Yeah, Games yeah. of the Yep. They lots of current gaming news. There's plenty out right now. Um, okay, they're the only place I go for gaming news. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, check us out on GameZillaMedia.com for uh, you know all of our links. You can you can check us out on Discord. Our link for Discord is right there as well. We love hearing from you. We love hearing about you. We love seeing pictures of you. Please send us pictures of you. Uh, uh, everything you know, maybe waste up though. Keep it waste up. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? We want to see people. Yeah, well, what? I can see faces. Cosplay. I, mean, I, I want to see. Like, is that LPK's OnlyFans? Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> oh, God. I want to see. I want to see some fans doing cosplay of us. You know, that's what I want to try and start. I want to try Shut and start up. last action podcast Stop cosplay. Talking. Stop talking. It's late. Ask the predator who ever makes a cosplay of Sphinx. <laughs> No, just stop. <laughs> stop. I, I will say to, to try and get this back on track, I will say uh, check us out on Instagram. Uh, that's where we're most active. Give us a follow there. Uh, we're always happy to see comments. Uh, let us know what you're thinking of the show. Um, and also, you know, whatever you're listening to us on, uh, you know, rate and review us if you can. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Um, and also, if you're really interested, you can get involved on the Discord uh, which is where we're all very active on the Discord. Uh, you can talk to us on a lot of different channels. Uh, Jody's on the Discord if you want to get to know him a little better. So, um, yeah, I would say that that's the, the kind of the best way. If you're really enjoying the show and you want to let us know, hit us up uh, kind of one of those ways. Yep. And, Jody, thanks for being here again. I mean, not oh, so yeah. much for the movie, but thank you for being here. Oh, thanks. 
Thanks for having me, guys. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'd love to come back. I have so many sequels I want to do with you guys. Jody, so. Jody, you, did, you did a one shitty handprint. Good job. <laughs> Jody, is trying to get, Jody is trying to get on more because he knows that Chop has taken over as the guest we've had on the most. So it's he's true. trying to get episode. And my plug guy. for this week is Enough Chops. <laughs> and his movies that he brings us are not much better than the ones you bring, so... I, hey, Joe, I'm gonna blame Joe on this one. We brought us for Ragnarok, which we all love. It's true. I think that was five across the board. I think we we all kind of enjoyed Fast. I enjoyed Fast and Furious. I Sphinx not as much, but I liked it. Sphinx is really gonna like it when it gets to like Fast Six and Fast Five. Then it uh, really gets going. <laughs> but anyways, th- yes, Jody, thank you as always for being on. We always we always like having you on. Uh, you're kind of. Behind Chops, you're like the unofficial fourth member of the podcast. So, Well, I hope to maybe one day come on and judge you again. Gosh. Action <laughs> court. Boo. <laughs> Which was one of our Patreon specials that we did way back in the day. So you can True. you can listen to that now if you wanted to, if you were a patron. Five Pay bucks. $5 to see Hovercraft Joe get owned by LBJ. <laughs> yep. It was a good time. It was a good time. He got one shitty handprint slapped right across the face. I'm bringing up shitty handprints. <laughs> All right. At least, All right. At least we got a kick in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>